Microphone checker before we get to this week's episode. Shouts to everybody who checked out the legendary episode last week with the one and only little brother, Fonte, rapper Big Pooh. A King was in the building talking some talking some grease. No, I wasn't talking no grease. Listen, little brother, uh, so great to see them back. So many gems dropped on this episode. Just a real pure episode, real honest, real uncut, real unfiltered. Of two of of two dudes that not only made great music, but like formed a brotherhood. Internets, listen, I always say, when I say open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, and at Premium P, at Premium P show, and check the fuck in. We have everybody on the check-in, man. I've seen Zimbabwe on the check-in, okay? Of course, we've seen Chicago, seen Detroit. You know, a couple of, listen, we international and, and in the States and outside the States, okay? So, shouts to everybody checking in with the Premium P show. Make sure you rate, subscribe, tell a friend, suggest a suggest something. If you fuck up with a certain episode, suggest it to somebody. Let them listen to it, okay? We're creating a library, like I said, the Premium Pete Show. Listen, I don't really got to even say anymore. This week's episode, we sit down with the one and only Johnny Shipes, man. I've been waiting to put this episode about, man. You can call him a bunch of things. CEO and founder of Cinematic Music Group. Johnny Shipes, man, listen, he talks about interning for Puff Daddy. Signing some of the game's biggest artists, Nipsey Hussle, Foxy Brown, uh, Sean Kingston, Big Crit, Joey Badass, Flip De Niro. Listen, the pros and cons of, uh, you know, having an independent label versus a major label. Just, I, I can't even begin to explain of if you are somebody who wants to get in the music business from the executive side, from the entrepreneur side, from learning about different artists that he signed, I ain't got to say no more. Internet, I present to you the Johnny Shipes episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheers. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet's welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show finally man this is actually uh uh met multiple guests requested wow uh Drew Ha, you know, uh, um, um, listen, shout out Drew. Shout out to Drew Ha. A lot of people uh, were saying the episode we did with Drew Ha was saying that we look alike. Sometimes people say we I look alike. I can see that a little bit. He's you know? a smaller version. Yeah, the I was like, you know, he's my mini Shout out Drew. No, no diss. No smut on the name. Listen, I'm just listen. Saying, you know, it's it's funny, but I, I mean, it's you know, there's certain people you want to have on. Uh, after you do this for so long, it's like sometimes you don't know. It's just a feeling, a vibe of who you would like to have on. It's funny because. I had that, you know, uh, on my list, and Drew Ha was like, "Yo, you gotta have Johnny Shipes on." And here I, I am. I know, I know. Flesh. Finally, finally, <laughs> yo, I, I was like, "Yo, is this gonna happen?" Because last time he's like, "Yo, fucking, I got a headache, man. I can't come on." Well, to the point of smoking weed. I, that day, I had smoked too much weed. I didn't <laughs> drink water. I was just dehydrated. Got the headache going. You know, it's funny. Before we, uh, when we were off air, I was telling you. Uh, well, for those who listen who don't know Johnny Shipes, I would. Uh, I like cinematic those. bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, there you go. <laughs> is, is that the? Is that the? Uh, uh, what do they call that? A tagline. Tagline. Nah, we got better taglines than that. Cinematic uh, uh, CEO. Yeah. Uh, founder. Founder. Yeah. Uh, 
And then, and then I would have to say entrepreneur, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's what it says on my Instagram header. Okay. Entrepreneur. Music industry executive. Yeah, no. I, I, see, I don't like the word exec. Okay. Because those are the square bears. Those are the people those are the I don't dugs? fuck with. Those, okay. Yeah, those are the thugs. And those are the people that never gave me an opportunity. Yeah, fucking I'm not Doug. What's the matter with Doug? Tell uh, me to go play I'm golf a, tomorrow. Oh, Doug, you said. I thought you said thugs. No, executive Doug, Doug. thugs. If I, you no, know no, any dugs that you like, no, no offense. I don't, I don't have any problems with any Doug. I don't know who Doug is, but... I'm an entrepreneur who loves music, so music was the first way for me to to make a living. You know, uh, it, it's funny because often I was saying you're the kind of guy I feel like is uh, is certain people who are very uh, underrated, uh, or more important, not, not only underrated but also under the radar. Right. You know, even like somebody like Juha, you think about it. All these years, there's so many people hit me after we did this episode. Like, holy shit, I didn't even know that he. Was, had his that he rapped on a Black Moon track? Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> or that, you know, they almost signed Eminem. Some people yeah, know, but they don't yeah. know the, 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 you know, the full story of that. Even just as, you know, Young M.A. and, listen, longevity, man. Yeah. How long you, it's a uh, marathon. How long you been uh, with Cinematic? How long you created um, yeah. Since the beginning, like, I mean, from the beginning, my very first tattoo was this cinematic tattoo. I was 17, and people thought I was crazy. They would ask what it was, and I'd be like, oh, that's my record label. And they'd be like, yeah, all right. I'd be like, nah, it's going to be my label. It's the name of it. So it's been, it's always been cinematic. Well, it's great that, that you say that because cinematic is actually something when people think about it, it's like movie. It's like a theater. Yeah. But yet you're a record label, a music yeah. label, right? Yeah, the, the reason I named it cinematic was because if you close your eyes and listen to music, all the best music is cinematic. Like, name me who's your favorite artist, favorite album, uh, anyone, or one of them. Just go reasonable doubt. Okay, cool. You could just close your eyes, and Jay painted you a picture of what it was like hustling in Brooklyn. That was a movie that he True. put to music, in my opinion. So, like, Outkast, him, Ghetto Boys, Scarface, Nas, Bob Marley, Led Zeppelin. Beastie Boys, they all painted me a picture when I was growing up. So I just came up with the name Cinematic, and that was just stuck. You think about where'd you grow up? On 93rd and 1st. In the city? Yeah, and 83rd and Lex, my parents were separated. And uh, and then I bounced around a bunch. From So from an early age, your parents were separated? Yeah, from like 13, mm. 12, 13, something like that. And then I, I lived on my own since I was 16. Mm. So I bounced around from I went to like this boarding school upstate that didn't work out then I went to the Hamptons like literally in the Hamptons and I went to East Hampton High School for my junior and senior and double senior year because I was like not school was never really my thing graduated and then moved back home mm. now what did mom do uh, she was a, a charity fundraiser her whole life so she like would raise money for like underprivileged kids or like you know cancer uh when Obama ran, she like helped with the campaign there. So she was always like a um, a philanthropist. Mm. But like you know, that's a, you make a living sure. doing that. She sure. gets a percentage of whatever goes down. What about uh, what about pops? Um, so my dad, I know when I was younger, he did clothing. Like he had a clothing company, mm-hmm. and then uh, he he left when I was fourteen. So I don't really know what he did between fourteen and now. We just actually rekindled and started really? talking and stuff Congrats, like that. Congrats, man! Yeah, thanks. Because you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really hold any animosity towards him or my mom. Because if they hadn't put me in those situations, I probably wouldn't have been as uh, hungry to win and succeed and and keep pushing on my own. You know, there was there was I didn't have any support system from sixteen on, so. I'm not mad at it. I think it made me into the man I am today. If I had like, 
probably a good family relationship would have been better, but it definitely, you know, I came out okay. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, listen, you know, blessings for that. But, you know, you think about how so many people grow up without a father. Yeah. Right? And some people, I tell people, people don't even realize that because I'm a separated dad since my daughter was two. And it was tough. Like, it's not the same as raising a kid uh, living home. Yeah. You know, it's different. Yeah, and also, you know, some of the stuff I look back on now this is taking a very serious turn i think everybody would expect when a, there's a johnny shipes interview it's gonna be funny yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll get there we'll get it's there. all good we're, we're going serious but um you know th- there, there's two elements to that situation because there's the mom in your ear as a young kid in the house oh your dad ain't shit fuck him and then your dad you know telling you the opposite thing and you're just like young and torn you don't know what to do so i think that that's the most important thing is just a father or mom is just staying in 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 the kids lives you know one of my best friends is going through this right now and i said to him i said yo you just got to make sure you're there for your kids treat them like you would want to be treated you know your parents are always there for you which my friends parents were and i just said you know the the relationship isn't going to work but but as a man you need to be there for your kids and you know that that's honestly how i feel yeah did moms uh think you were crazy when you told her you were going to start a record oh, yeah. label totally insane like at 14 i was like building like a fucking music studio in her basement with turntables and like above her basement was like the, the bedroom so she would like hear me blasting music she was she was not fucking with me at all get i was crazy as fuck now how did you get put on to you know like hip hop in particular, because I'm sure you listen to a lot of different yeah. things. I feel like like probably like like the generic way to say it is like any fucking kid that was like 10, 11, 12 years old, like like just like, God damn it. No. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, damn nah, it. So, you know, I think like any, any young kid probably just like scrolling through the television, you know, and I would see MTV and it's probably started with a lot of rock stuff, White Snake and Aerosmith and then before you knew it there was Yo MTV Raps. I was just like a young kid learning music and the first time I ever heard it's funny because I I really think I can't ever think of another song that I heard before this hip hop wise. So it was the Ghetto Boys Gangster of Love, mm. which is I don't know if you know that song off top, but I heard it. I loved it. It was like a Steve Miller band sample. So there was like a dope guitar in it. And I was like, yo, this shit is fire. They were talking crazy shit about bitches. Like, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, sex and all this extra shit. I was 12. So I was like, yo, this is fire. <laughs> um, and then I just like kept going. And from there it was like Public Enemy and DJ Quick and Snoop. And uh, obviously all the East Coast legends, Nas, Jay. I started listening like music really when I was like ten, so it was probably even before like Run DMC and all that stuff. Definitely Public Enemy, and then I just like by the time I was like fourteen, I was making mixtapes for everybody in my in my school. So I would just be like, you know, in it. It was just like in me. Like I knew good music the moment I heard it, or if something was trash, I'd be like, yeah. But did you think that you would be like where you are today, having you know cinematic and yeah. having you, you figured that? Mm-hmm. No. I now, don't sorry yeah, no it's okay yeah. Yeah. no I don't like like I, like even now I have new goals that I'm working on that I know I'm gonna make happen like it's not a question I just like do it no. instead of looking for the press or where you were like oh there's underrated people or this and they're like I don't care about none of that other shit I'm just I have these horse blinders on and I just like work on what I want to work on yeah. you know for people listening who may not know of Johnny Shipes right and cinematic right cinematic is the home to let's start you know naming some of the people yeah. over the years um 
so super early on, you know, I worked with um, high tech. I executive mm-hmm. produced the high technology stuff for him. And then that led to Foxy Brown and Nappy Roots. And then from there, I found Sean Kingston when he was 14. That was like the first thing that uh, actually like put me on in the game. This dude, Zach Katz, called me. He was like, yo, you got to listen to this kid, Sean Kingston. We want you to manage him. Manage him. Kid blew up. And then uh, Sony gave me a record label. And then I went and found Nipsey. Nipsey, uh, rest in peace. He um, had one song out, Bullets Ain't Got No Names. And Felly Fell, the DJ from the West Coast, he basically, we had signed this kid named Hot Dollar at the time to Jermaine Dupree. And the music was like, okay, no disrespect to Hot Dollar. It just wasn't what I was used to coming up on, on the West, in the, in, of West Coast music. And I said to Felly, I was like, yo, there's gotta be somebody fire out here. Like who is fire this like spitting that shit that I grew up on like and he was like yo there's this kid Nipsey you know but he's he comes with like a lot of stuff like he's like you know in the streets heavy blah blah blah. I took it in my head I was like all right cool went back home just got on MySpace I just dated myself and uh, found him and when I heard it I just knew so I flew back wound up working at a deal with Nip signed Nip from there went and found Big Crit in Mississippi um but you know that sounds easy but how do you find uh, big crit. I just listened. So th- this dude Perry had sent me beats from him, and I like was like, "Yo, these beats are crazy." And one of the beats was the beat "Just Touch Down" from Crit was here, and he had flipped uh, across 110th Street sample, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like, who is this? And Perry put me in touch with him, and then he was just like, "Yeah, I make music too," and I listened to it, and he was just incredible. So I don't know. Yo, a lot of times, like, I get lucky, but I'm like luck and preparation you know what i mean as long as you're just like there ready to catch the ball or the fumble when it fumbles and take it to the next end zone it works so like there's luck involved there's skill like knowing your ear knowing what's what's hot huh it ain't luck. That's super yeah super talent you know shots the whole vein yeah uh, um no but you think about it even like with nipsey um now when you say you signed him that, now, was Big U around him at that yeah, time, Steve yeah. Lobel? I did that with Big U and Steve Lobel. Okay. Yep. Um, they were managing him, and I came in as a label. Yeah. And 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 he agreed to it. Was there something that took a long time to close a deal with him? Who draw no, Big with, U with Nipsey? Nah, it was it was pretty quick. I was gung ho. Like when I heard Nip, I just knew. Like I was just just everything about him, his star, pre- everything. Like you know, like uh, it, it's unfortunate that it took him passing to for the world to, sure, sure to be to like, it. oh, this is him. But you know, that was him. Like he was just always a great stand up, funny, extremely intelligent person who who was a great rapper. You know what I mean? Prolific, honestly. Uh, so yeah. I, uh, I just found, I just knew, I just knew, you know, when you find somebody special and he was special. So, uh, that's how that happened. I flew down and he was on set for the Bone Thugs and Harmony video, uh, not video movie in the hood. And I sat in the, in the trailer with Nip, Big U and, and, and Steve, and we worked out the deal. You know, is it hard to have like, you know, when you have like a label and then there's so many bigger labels, you know what I mean? Is it hard to... Uh, you know, convince the artist to, to sign or nah, not if I could get in front of the artist before they sign a deal with someone else, they're gonna sign with me. 
Really? Yeah, because my deal's better. I'm way more realer than the people that they're going to deal with at these labels. They can touch, feel me, speak to me every day. If they're in jail, I'm going to get them out of jail. If they're in a situation in the streets, I'm going to help them out in that situation. I'm not like what a label is. Now, if you want to go and be in a major label, that's a different story. Yeah, I can't compete with that. I don't even move like that. But for an independent artist, you want to come fuck with Cinematic. But you also have signed people to uh, majors along with Cinematic? Yeah, yeah. I don't like to do that, but if the art... So with me, and I didn't even finish my list of artists. I discovered I got to keep going with that. You know, you cut me off. I got it. Sorry, it's one tenth of the way. But but uh, but now with with me, it's like I'm never gonna have. I'm never gonna put an artist in a situation where. I'm in control of their career. Like when you sign to me, we're partners. We're gonna go do this together till the wheels fall off. And if 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 we have a falling out relationship wise, or if you get to a point where you want to move on to a major, then we do that. You know, I don't want I don't need bad blood, but bad karma with anybody. It's not that deep. Like, you know, you don't want to be in business with me anymore. Cool, we'll figure out another thing. Then there's situations like Jay the Youngin or whatever who wanted to go to Atlantic really badly. I, I, I urged him to stay independent. I thought it would be better for him to stay independent, but he, he wanted to be at a major, so we went to a major. I'm not going to hold anybody back. Then there was Flip De Niro, who I thought would be better suited at a major with a co-sign from Khaled than independent with just me. So you got to know like your strengths, weaknesses, what you're capable of doing in order to, to get that artist to the level they want to be at because it's my job. You're signing to me. You're putting your career and your faith in my hands. So I better do the, the right job for you, you know? As a label today, you know, how hard is it to make money? Like, is, I mean, obviously the music business is still yeah. moving around, but isn't it harder to make money? Yeah, it's definitely harder. I mean, I'm lucky because I've like, I'll never perfect it, but I'm on my way to perfecting it as best I can. I got a big ass staff, you know, 30 plus people. Really? Yeah, Hovain, who runs the management company, is my partner, and I got fucking a CFO now. I got Drew, who's the, the vice Drew president. Austin, yeah. yeah, you know, his brother Noah's a GM. Busy's Great there being a high piece wearing Supreme. <laughs> Busy's there. Shout out, Busy. Nah, but but the thing is, is it's a lot of people now. So when I, back in the day, and I never had mentors. See, that's why it's so important for me to mentor kids, whether they want to be in the music industry or be a cop or a fucking super ranger power ranger i don't give a fuck whatever you want to do i'm going to try to help you reach your goal because there was no one there to ever catch me when i was stumbling so whether i stumbled financially early on when i didn't know shit about taxes and all this other sure. stuff you know i don't, I don't go to i didn't go to college sure, sure. so it's not no manual right booklet. so the first big money i got i blew through then the taxes came i'm like oh shit but i learned from that that was my version of going to college that was my tuition so along the way you know i feel that like uh, I was just kind of wait. What was the question? Sorry, that's all the weed in the back of my head. So, so what was the question? Oh, it's hard to make money. No, so 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 the thing is, is early on it was hard, but as I got really good people around me, all people smarter than me, better than me at certain things. You know, I I, I asked Drew about damn near every move I make. You know, just to make sure that that he is at least looped into it. You know what I mean? And then I have a CFO who advises me. Yo, this deal's gonna have you upside down or this deal can make you sure. money. And as long as you, you take educated guesses on the artist, which, you know, like we're probably batting like six or 700%, like at every 10 acts that we sign six or seven of them go. So yeah, we're making money and it's good. And at this point I just got to keep making good decisions, listening to the people around me. I'll be straight. 30 plus people, man. Fuck man. For a kid who, uh, you know, from a young young and it's crazy to see like a, a vision or a dream come yeah. th- come through and then uh, grow wings you know? yeah it's it's 
sometimes like because i'm so in it i don't really get to appreciate it i really don't and then something like nipple happen or my cousin will pass and i'll have to take a step back rest and, in peace cousin todd yeah rest in peace todd um but those type of things when you're down will be like you know that's what that's when you take the step back and you just say to yourself like you know like life isn't like the, the the work isn't as important as your life as your friends you know as, as like slowing down for one second and smelling the flowers or enjoying sure. what you have going on you know so more recently just because you know in the last year was a rough year for me i've been able to take a step back and just be like yo like shapes like you really had this thing that you wanted to do at 12 or 13 or 14 years old and then you know, you pushed and put, you know, like the shit I've been through to, to be, get here and people probably wouldn't believe it. My friends know it's true, but like. Oh well, yeah, they just see it now. Yeah, you know, but it's everything from being broke, not having money to get to, when I was interning for Puff to get to his office and I'd have to make a decision. Was I going to take the train that day, walk to work so I had money for a bagel? All the hustling that I did, you know, to, 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 to get to the next level as far as just by all means necessary. You know, when, when, when there was no money to eat, the artists would eat before me. And that's just a fact, you know, like mm -hmm. that's just how I, 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 I did it. So yeah, looking back, it's kind of crazy. And then I think, uh, more recently, like I wound up, it was very ironic because when I was like 26 is when I got my deal at Sony and Charlie Watt gave me the deal for Sean Kingston. And then he gave me my label deal where I was able to sign Nipsey. And, you never like in your head, even back then, I'd always look at him, L.A. Reid, anybody be like, yeah, I, I want to be bigger than him. I want to. That's just the nature of the beast. You want to be the biggest, you know, or you want to be number sure. one. And then very recently, fast forward 14 years, there was, there was an artist that, that Charlie was about to sign. And I found out about the artist, not that Charlie was going to sign him, but the, but about the artist and how dope he was, reached out to him and he wound up going with me over Charlie. And that was like the first time that I really sat back and was like, yeah, I'm beating these motherfuckers at their own game. Hmm. You know, I like, I fuck with Charlie, but I'm just saying like, that was when I really was like, all right, like, you know, I can, I can like, uh, not, not compete, huh? Locale. Okay. This kid from St. Louis. Not that I could compete with them, but, it just showed me how far I come from 26, barely knowing the game and learning it to getting on one call with the artist and being like, all right, I'll sweeten that deal up. I'll do this. Where, where are you at? I'm going to fly you in right now. Cause I, I, Leor Cohen said some ill shit on breakfast club when he was uh, up there last that he shoots the gun. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. Well, bro, I, I talk about that line all the time. Yeah. Because, I got a big ass Draco. He got like a, yeah. whatever he got. Like, they, they, it's on safety. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready like, to shoot yeah, my he, shit too. My shit isn't on safety. Yeah. If I see something fire, I'm going after it. I'm getting it that day. I seen a kid yesterday that was fire. He was up here by Sunday. Or yeah. not yesterday, three days ago. He was literally up here by Sunday, spent the week with me. So yeah, I'm shooting my gun off immediately when I see some shit, you know? And that resonated with me because I, A, I really fuck with Lior. Like, I like just his, I just respect how he came up. I know he's a very hard worker, you know what I mean? And just got to the bag by all means necessary. So when he when he said that, I was, I, I say that to Hovain a lot when we just joke around. I just be like, yeah, like, you know, I got the gun too. Like, I'm ready to go. I got the checkbook. Let's let's sign whatever we feel is hot that's moving, you know? So I'm, I'm, I want to just compete with everybody and, and wind up number one at some point. You know, for people listening at home that know about cinematic or know about you or know about, you know, and A. King actually asked this question off air, and I said, we got to ask it again. Like, what do you look for in an artist to sign in 2019? Um, I don't look at the views and the gas. 
because that was like the first thing that that I yeah. think that Definitely. a lot of people look at or they'll say, oh, he's verified or oh, he got a hundred thousand. So what? I've done that time and time again where I'll find an artist that has 50 fucking followers, but he's so special that we'll make him into that. You know what I mean? I'd rather do that than be foisted into something that like, you like the Larry David reference to foisting. You know yeah. about foisting? Yeah. Cool. I'd rather be foisted into like signing some random kid that fucking paid for a hundred thousand of his views. And sure. I don't know. And, and it happened to me before. Like there was a moment where I almost lost my grip in the game where I was signing motherfucking little twins that had like views, but the views were fake. And after that shit happened, I said to myself, I was like, never again. Like, don't don't sign shit based on numbers because I've never done that before. Joey Badass had fucking a few hundred views on the freestyle that he that he that I found him off of. You know what I'm saying? And so you signed Joey Badass too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know you said. Oh, the list. I got a laundry list. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You got got a Santa Claus list, but but (laughs) Um, where where, where were you? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. No. So how I find an artist is. Or what you look I for. I listen to everything that gets sent to me. So now it's a little more filtered because it got too crazy. But I used to give my email to anybody. Somebody runs up on me in the street. Cool, send it to me, and I'll listen to that shit because you never know. I'm. I want to. You never know where the next big is or Jay or Nas or any of the greats you know what I'm saying so now it goes through an A&R process they get it to me and I still listen to everything but I just listen to the music first and if the music is incredible then I want to know what the person looks like is he believable does it does it match this music I fuck with it then the next step is basically you know like okay let me see what the whole movement he has going on or what's going on with him and if if there is no movement, that doesn't normally bother me. That's just like a, all right, I'll have to help you create your movement. But it starts with the music for me, and then the artist got to be a star. So cinematic is is a label. They're also a management, right? What what, what yeah. exactly is cinematic? Cinematic is the supreme of music. Mm-hmm. So supreme in my opinion, is the ultimate streetwear brand. They've been around forever. Sure. Tremendous collaborations. Yeah, just the best. Things and like I never ever thought was possible. Like when they did the the baseball. Or the plunger. Or the, or, or the, all yeah, types I mean, of just tremendous. Like, yeah. I was like, why the fuck? When? I think, no. what was it, Rollins or something? I don't know. I, yeah, I'd have to the, check. But the I baseball, think, I was like, you know. It, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so so basically I like to compare it to that where where the music starts it so let's just say supreme started with skateboarding they'll never lose their edge or their roots in skateboarding where cinematic started with music and it will always be a record label but if i drop a piece of clothing if i drop a record if i drop a whatever you better believe the artwork is going to be incredible the clothing is going to be top notch you know like this is actually a cinematic hat shameless plug feel me see right now. Dope, I but like this it. is a very it is good quality hat let me you see know, that's Ebbets Field, shout out to okay. them. Another that, shameless that plug. Corduroy? Yeah, you know, Felt? maybe corduroy. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, look on the inside of the whole tag. I'll tell you. Nice. But, but you know, long story short, is is I don't I don't want to do anything whack. I don't want to do anything forced. I don't want to. I'm, I'm taking my time and I'm just doing it the way I want to do it. And and the extensions of cinematic because it starts as a record label. You have a management company. You have a publishing company. You have um, a touring. You know, entity uh, in the Smokers Club, which is tucked under Cinematic. You have uh, felt the clothing line along with our other merchandising like avenues. Um, yeah, and that, that's really what it is. And we, we just launched Cinematic TV last year, which is the content side of it. So I'm super excited about that. You know, I want to do comedy. Uh, like, that's like probably my biggest goal, even bigger than music. I really want to do comedy, whether it's 
film, TV, cartoons, like that's a big part of my life, you know. So like that's that's the that's the vision of it all. That's dope. You know, it's crazy too when you think about um when you say cinematic and what it is because there's a lot of things that people don't know and this is why you know, I wanted to have you on too because it's like a lot of people don't know these things. Even like um, uh, T Pain, right? Mm-hmm. T Pain is is, is yeah. managed by uh, a cinematic or bo- is it- both. Um, so Pain was in a deal at RCA that he couldn't get out of. He was stuck there for like five years. Nothing I'm saying is not known, so I'm not putting anything on blast. And he was just in a bad position. But Pain is so young; he was 33 when when I got the opportunity to work with him. And uh, yeah, just like. Sp- sat with him I said bro if you give me the opportunity and if you believe in yourself the same way you believed in yourself in the beginning I could get you back to where you need to be at and you know we have minus the big hit we need a big hit which we're working on but everything else you know his finances are great now uh, he has a, te- a show on television going in his second season on Fuse called School of Business which is a, a very creative show I didn't want to do some typical reality bullshit with him which sure. uh, which is good because he wanted to be looked at as like a boss, you know what I mean? And, and he is, he makes his own investments and things like that. So, uh, yeah, Payne wound up signing on the label side and management and we've been rocking for like two years and I'm hoping, I, I think he's pretty happy, you know, I spoke to him a few hours ago, he's good. Well, shouts to, uh, shouts to T, uh, T Payne. You know, uh, before we go to break, um, you mentioned something and it's like, you're the type of kid that, that does this because you lived your life and you don't even realize how much you've done. Yeah. You're like, you know, when you're interning for Puff, how the fuck does that happen? Playing basketball. Because I'm fucking nasty at yeah, basketball. Yeah, I heard about this, so, but I mean, so I don't know. Whatever camera I need to look at, whatever fucking music right exec, right whatever, whatever music exec, whatever, uh, whatever artist wants to play ball. And I'm 40 now, so I'm older. I don't know if I'll beat every one of you, but, but I'm going to give you a run. My jumper's probably the wettest in the entire industry. Who would you Pause. compare it to? Steph Curry with the Get the pot. fuck out of here. Yo, if, if you put me behind the three-point line, I'm going seven for what, ten. What is Johnny... We could go do that right after this. Are you, uh, I got shit on my phone. Are you throwing on basketball shorts? What of sneakers course. Are you, what sneakers are you wearing when you're on there? Supremes. <laughs> the Supreme um, Air Maxes that I wore to the last time I had to slay my fucking office. They were talking shit. Oh, th- oh these are just regular... What are you looking at my shoes? No, right I lost my phone, but oh. it's all good. So... The so last time I had to spank the office, extra pause. The last time one of these kids was talking shit Good to me, boys. who's my younger by 13 years, I said, you know what? All right, cool. I'll see you on the court. I didn't practice. I hadn't touched a ball in about two years. Put on some nice Supreme Air Maxes. Put on a full Larry Bird outfit. Okay, I see you. Full Larry Bird, feel me? Came in, <laughs> destroyed him, spanked him, sent him home. He looked stupid. Then he wants to challenge me again. I said, bro, I don't even know if I'm, I want to play you again. I need to see somebody else on the court. So I'm, I'm open to all challenges. I'm, I'm all right. Is there somebody really, really nasty and cinematic uh, playing ball? Me. No, besides you. This is okay. We'll smoke this. this. Is, I, I'll smoke this is part of cinematic. Of course. This is started the whole thing. And, and, and what, what is he? He's managed or is on the label? Uh, both now, but he has his own label deal with us. So he bossed up. He got out of his uh, deal with this creep named Chuck Wilson, who's a, who's one of those industry people. Um, and we he so long story very long story short is early on in our careers we didn't even understand about masters and how to put out sure. music and shit so he got taken advantage of we were we were coming up together the same way but we just didn't know everything so he wound up signing this dude he only got out of the deal this year 
so now he's fully independent cinematic he owns his masters everything and we also Jove manages him nice me and Diz are too too good of friends for me to manage him we fight often but Diz is okay at ball um he wears phone pauses playing ball he probably does nah, he gave him up he said I see yeah he said he, he says he doesn't wear the phone pauses anymore there's nobody really good at cinematic like that really holy <laughs> shit with nobody playing ball Johnny Shipes oh. is a star player at cinematic but see that's the mind fuck cause I look like like a fat baseball player right <laughs> Dude, okay, yo, you sleep on my Mickey jumper. Mantle. You sleep on my jumper. I'm gonna drain him from like <laughs> three steps behind the three point line. If you come too close to try to to try to get your hand up in my face, I'll just blow past you because I'm faster than I look. Cameron is actually dead nice at ball. Really? Cam is part of cinematic. So oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Cam's nasty. Cam's probably better than me, but I'm very good. Okay, well, we're going to see about this. We got to we got to see. Not, and I'm not saying I'm challenging you. No, I just well, well, watch. hopefully off this podcast, hopefully off this podcast somebody feels froggy and you know they can, they can hit me up. And, yeah, we could put a stack on the game. So you're playing basketball. Oh yeah, so how I met Puff. So I was playing ball in the Hamptons. Um I wound up playing with them every weekend cuz they were extra pause Jesus Christ that playing was, with yeah. them every weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so, something you were so, so I was playing with them every weekend pause and uh <laughs> yo if your homies with Cam you can't you cannot say pause like cuz I know it's a dated know, word but I'll, I'll get slayed after the fact so um so I would just play ball with them every weekend I became cool with a bunch Which of is them steady? And his whole, like, crew of people that was, like, you know, be the same as, like, us now. We're out in the Hamptons. Sure, sure. My friends come out. We play ball. So uh, I made uh, homies with this dude named Jameel Spencer who ran Puff's marketing company, Blue Flame. And I was interning for Puff, and then I wound up, like, helping them. They, they had their first uh, company retreat in the Hamptons, and they never got the permits. So Jameel called me and was like, yo, we have... 200 employees out here that just took buses and we don't got anywhere to put them. Do you, can you help us? And my friend owned this horse farm out there. So I called the guy. I was like, yo, can Puff do his weekend retreat there? So I saved the day. And then Jamil wound up hiring me as the first employee at uh, Bad Boy. Well, not, no, at, at Blue Flame Marketing, which was Puff's yeah. marketing company. So I was there for like a year, never wanting to do that. It was just a good opportunity. Got me in the door. I was like 19 or 20 and I would go to the studio every night with this dude named Slam who may or may not still be with Puff but a great vocal producer, producer and just started learning, you know, like the, the perfecting my craft until I could find somebody big which is what I did. Did you bond with uh, Puff? Did he... Uh... Not like that. Like, I used to be at his crib. It'd be small like gatherings. I'd be one of those dudes out there like in the Hamptons sure. or whatever, but not not like we're not homies now or nothing like that. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know the music business is, is and we spoke about this warfare as well. is is very competitive, very shady. Like, is there is 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 there like a time where you like man like like just there's a lot of I don't want to say hatred to other people, but it's like you know beating someone to the other punch like we spoke about or having like you know somebody like there's a lot of shady shit in the music business. Yeah. But there's a lot of shady shit in the streets, too. Every business there is. I was either going to hustle my entire life or I was going to do music. There's no even in between. Well, this this one's a little bit more sure shot to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, the other shady, I don't surround myself with those type of people. That's probably why I'm not at these industry parties and shit like that. I don't, I just do my work. I do what I love to do. And then I go do whatever else I want to do, whether it's voicing over my animals, going to eat good meals with my friends, getting high as fuck joking around i don't uh, all the snakes and shit they're very far from from me i learned that early 
Oh, yeah. Was it hot to spot? You know what I mean? Yeah, just, hell yeah. They were in my. They were literally in my backyard. They were chilling in your house, smoking All your weed right next to me, right here. Mm. Mm. Internet. You know what? Let's go to a quick break. We're sitting here with the one and only the uh, the uh, Hefe of <laughs> cinematic, the uh, Johnny Shipes. Internet. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Internet. This episode of the Premium P Show is sponsored by the good folks at Bevel. Okay, long time. Long time created. Shouts to Tristan Walker for creating this product that the community loves so much. Okay? They sponsored this network. Tons of shows on the network. Tons of other podcasts. They've been around doing their thing. Shouts to Tristan Walker. But more importantly, shouts to my brother, the late, great Combat Jack. He embodied Bevel. He let the nation, he let people worldwide know that they need to fuck with Bevel. Okay? And people who are listening since Combat Jack show, Premium P early ones, they know what Bevel is. But head on over. Go back. Go to Target. Go and start, go to Amazon. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Save yourself some money. But people who are listening who don't know about Bevel, let me put you on. It's the first and only end-to-end shaving system designed for a consistently smooth, irritation-free shave. Over 90% of Bevel users notice improvement in their skin and raises a bump reduction. Dermatologists recommended, clinically tested to help reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Straight up, Bevel is a good look. Level up your grooming routine with the Bevel Shave System today. Stop what you're doing and get Bevel today. You go to Target, like I said. You go in-store to Amazon. You, you know, you go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. And you know what? For a limited time, they're going to take 15% off your next order with Bevel. So head on over to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Again, that's getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Cheer. Now let's get back to the show. This is Drew High, Duck Down Music, and you're tuned in to the Premium Pete Show. Internet, and we're sitting here with Johnny Shipes, the CEO boss uh, of Cinematic. Yo. Anyway, listen, we were speaking off. This is what I really like what you were talking about. Okay. Is that a lot of people, and I know a lot of managers in the business, uh, people who didn't know they signed up to be a loan shark, didn't know they signed up to yeah. be a, a babysitter, didn't know they uh, signed up to be uh, a therapist, you know, and, and it's crazy because what you were saying is you've put a lot of people sometimes in front of you, and it's crazy because you think about it, and nothing, it's, it's a great thing that you're that type of person, but at the same time, you lose a little bit uh, uh, to take care of yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't anymore, you know? Like, okay, I so- definitely give my all to every single one of the artists that have chosen to sign with me and I treat them like family but I put myself first now I I wasn't putting myself first for a really long time probably from like the beginning of when I was trying to do shit to like 34 or 5 which is only four years that I've been moving this other way, three, four years, you know? You you could build up somebody else's whole career, build their festival, their clothing line, their company instead of your own. And then you turn around and whether you're fired for whatever reason, they're having a bad day or they think you did something you may not. Who, who knows? You just never know what the problem could be. You know, I know I wake up moody sometimes and go hard on my employees. So so I get, you know, the artist mentality of how they're looking at me or somebody else. But those days are just over as far as like, you know, investing so much time and energy into another person when when really I should be investing it into myself and then into other people. Sure. You know, we think in, in hip-hop, a lot more um, men are signed than women, right? Do you ever think of that? Yeah. Is is you ever keep your eye out to try to find more talent? And- Females? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just got to be the right talent. I'm, I'm, I'm very close to signing this girl right now. I don't know if she'd be considered like hip-hop. She's more like alternative, like pop or whatever. But yeah, I just sign what I love, but... 
yeah, I mean, like, I'm not. I don't know. It's harder to break a girl, I think. But there's a lot of girls breaking right now. I'm happy for all of them. You know what I mean? But I think it's way harder to break a female artist than a male artist mm. in hip hop. Why do, why do you think that? I don't know, honestly. I, I, I really don't. Like, I've never been able to put my finger on it. They need a lot of maintenance. A lot yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more expensive. You gotta look nice every day. You know, when you, when you uh, have a team like you do, it's 30, 30 plus maybe 40 employees it's, it's hard to not micromanage people it's hard yeah, to especially. it's hard to let them run and do their thing and mm. trust in what they do how hard has that been for you very but now i'm to the point where i i because because like it's also about making me happy like like what do i like i have to say to myself your shapes what do you want to do what do you like to do why did you get into this industry and i definitely didn't get into the industry for all the business and all the bullshit that i deal with i got into it because i loved music i loved producing i used to dj i came up producing off beat machines turntables the whole nine and development so now i'm i'm very hands-on in that i've gone back to producing i've been producing a lot of records over the past like two years uh and honing in and focusing more on what visuals should look like and stuff so i'm only hands-on on the stuff i want to be like drew really handles the business i would know uh no drew some huh? other people yeah drew huh? yeah um yeah but i'm still like very you know everybody wakes up from to, to text and emails from me at like four or five in the morning so i don't sleep so like you know it could be like anything like on a, on a on a certain night that i'll like just be up and be like let me see what this person's spotify headliner looks like and if i don't like the headline like like meaning like the picture they've chosen sure. or whatever i'm, I'm I, I still do all that mm. i'm crazy in my own way so so you got to give yourself a break on that actually or you drive yourself fucking crazy yeah well now now my phone is on do not you drink disturb. wine you drink no, wine? I, don't, I don't drink liquor i, I just okay. i just drink oh, wine wine's a grape you know yeah <laughs> wine here and there but i'm not a big liquor person yeah i'm a smoker but um my phone's on do not disturb now so in general so basically you know that has taken like one little piece of stress off me as far as just like mm. you know the phone doesn't ring anymore you just get to see what missed calls and then you call sure people sure back. and you decide how to handle that yeah cinematic man we spoke about joey badass being uh, on the label uh we spoke about uh smoke dizza uh, Big Crit, uh, T Pain. Um, am I, who else am I missing? Who? Nipsey. Nipsey. Rest right. in peace. Uh, Sean Kingston. Early on, cinematic. Was yeah, he? Sean was early, and then uh, more recently has been um, Jay the Young and Young and yep. Ace, Flip De Niro, um, BBG Baby Joe. Well, uh, Flip De Niro. Sab uh, bring a flip no there? Joey Badass brought really? me Flip. Mm -hmm. Okay. Joey was telling me for like six months, he was like, yo, this kid is fire. I was like, send it. They're like, yo, we don't got any recorded music. I was like, can I hear something? Then finally he recorded this song, I Do. And Joey's Joey's cameraman, this kid D, was who really found him. I think they were from the same neighborhood. And they sent me the I Do record. And I was like, this kid is fire. He, I don't even think he had an Instagram account at the time. Wow. Yeah, so... That's how I found Flip. Yeah, he 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 did he did well with that. You know, um, even um, even well, not only well, I'm thinking of a, a lot of people right now, but Bumby, um, well, a friend him. of mine for a yeah, long time as well. Um, he's and that's another thing. He's always there's a lot of people. That's what I was saying. Why I want to have you on? There's a lot of people, uh, mutual friends who mm -hmm. always spoke very highly of you, and and you know you think about. 
it it doesn't take overnight. And I think back to what Hovain was saying before about why you know it's not luck. Uh, longevity of relationships yeah. that takes a lot of time to build them like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And those shits don't just come overnight. You know, there's a lot of artists we've been friends with a long time. They trust you, they believe in you, yeah. they want to work with you, they want to do business with you. You know, me and Nip didn't work together for years, and he would still come scoop me from the airport. Crit still, me and Crit don't work together anymore. You know, he comes to New York, we still hang out. He comes to my crib. Like those are friends. Those are friends for life. You know, uh, and then some aren't. Yeah, just come and go. You know, I I I try not to burn a bridge. Like I, I come from the school of hustling, so it's like you don't burn sure. the bridge. You 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 build it stronger, 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 so you can build up your reputation. Sure. So I, I try never to burn a bridge. You know, some people just turn out to be fuck boys or whatever, and you just can't fuck with them. It happens. Uh, somebody like Bun, you're still working with till the, till this day. You know, trying to do some figure yeah, out some yeah. different I things. I love Bun. I'm hope I'm hoping we could get this top secret project together when's the first time you met bun uh a long time ago with crit like you know there was the comparisons going back and forth and um we needed bun's blessing because everybody's like he sounds like pimp c you know da, 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 da. and like crit was such a big fan of sure. pimp and bun and he was he was hurt over that because he's like i don't say you know crit takes his music very serious he's like i don't sound like him no you know and then finally Bun reached out and we were all like, oh shit. And he jumped on country shit. So I know yeah. him since country shit. And he's just always been Let just such a great dude. Let me tell you about dude. it, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh, so I, I've seen him perform it a bunch of times. Uh, man, Crit is, uh, it's funny to see where, where Crit has, uh, you know, uh, aligned himself. I mean, he, he wound up executive producing the, uh, uh, the album for Bun, you know, yep, it, it going, going from a fan. Yeah, like, you and, know and I mean? Crit got some shit in in the stash right now that I know he's getting ready to drop. Yeah, you know, yeah, Crit was lost for a sec because he was at the majors and the majors didn't know what to do with, with an artist like him. He's too like good and real for that. You know, he's, he might not and make talented. a hit and talented. He might not make a hit. He might make a classic album that then goes and gets you know. 100,000 kids to go see him throughout 30 different states or whatever. You know, it's different types of success, but I think Crit needed to just get independent and be on his own, and now he's got his groove back. Yeah. Do you, um, so do you smoke cigars? No. No? Mm-mm. See, something, I'm figuring El Jefe has to smoke cigars over here. I don't do none of that. No jewelry, no fancy cars. No? I don't do none of so that what shit. So what, what are some of your uh, My vices? vices? Yeah. Weed? Yeah, weed. No, I don't even spend Pets. money on weed. So what, I, what I'm really probably just saving all my bread for, I want to have like farms and shit like that and just be able to go there, chill with animals, like literally have my phone off. And whether that farm is in Hawaii or upstate New York, whatever, just like like estates that I could just go chill at. Like so many other labels, they miss somebody. Drew Ha, the infamous Eminem. I missed a lot. Who? That's the thing is you only hear about the hits. Um, I missed Russ. Okay. Oh, miss meaning I knew. I tried. I just did wasn't able sure. to get him. Sure I missed Russ. I miss Lana Del Rey. That one kills me all the time. Um, there's way more Russ, Lana Del Rey. I was trying bad to sign this kid, no cap that APG got. I like him a lot. Um, who else recently? I know, I know for sure Russ and Lana Del Rey because those yeah. two eat at me. Um, but you know it'll come back around some way shape or form like as far as just finding another artist on that level or that dope yeah you know when an artist when an artist like makes all these requests and I know you said you're the kind of person that you'll make them sign like you know before they leave you're, you know you is is it 
you ever had to walk away from an artist's request that was too yeah, high? Yeah, a label like, deal? I mean, a deal with somebody? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Or they were just, I could tell they were going to be a headache and it wasn't going to be worth, like, even if it was worth my time and energy, I don't know that I would do it at yeah. this point, you know? Your sanity is important in this shit. So, but yeah, I've, I've, I've tried, I've... I've gotten knocked down and or failed more times than I've succeeded by far. There's not even a, a comparison. I've if you want to talk about successes, you know, it's been like the brands that I've started. So whether it was a clothing line or a smokers club or cinematic and then the artists under it, but then there's all the times you get knocked down that you don't even hear about. Yeah. And that happens way more often than not. There's a lot of talent in Atlanta. Yep. Um, so, so, so many, you know, so much talent, you know. Have, do do you go down there? Are you, you know, is that something? Because I feel like there's like a pool of talent that came out of Atlanta. I was yeah. I was actually talking to uh, uh, um, uh, YFN Lucci, and we work with Lucci. Yeah, really mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, I mean, we manage him. And and and, and I was he was just up here. Yeah, yeah, last night. I knew that. And uh, he's like, that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to know everything. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a sign of a, a, you know, a good boss. Um, but he was he was explaining, like, you know, think about it. Think about how many artists came out of Atlanta. And I was telling him when I, when, when he said when they, he was growing up, you know, it was like, people were thinking New York. Yeah. Now people are thinking Atlanta. Yeah. You know, do, do you like go down there? I don't go down to Atlanta area? as much as I should. That's for sure. I, I don't. I should be down there more. Um, but yeah, I mean, Atlanta's popping. It's been popping. You know, it's been popping since probably before Outkast. I mean, I, I can remember when it was popping for me. But yeah, I, I should probably play Atlanta closer and be down there more. But I got really good people that work with me down there. So they keep me abreast of the things going on. And uh, I've been able to find some good acts from the South. Yeah. Not all from Atlanta, though. Yeah. You know? Houston. Not even uh, Bogalusa, Louisiana is where Jay the Youngin's from. Youngin Ace is from Jacksonville, Florida, which I have a very long, deep history with Jacksonville prior to Ace. So that was like kind of cool that I found him. Uh, Little Soldiers from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Baby Joe's from Baton Rouge. So I actually, I, I haven't signed anything from Atlanta. Mm. Well, that but, needs to happen. Yeah. And Jay the Youngin, how did that happen? Uh, my homie P brought him to me. Mm. P has Zillakami and, and Sos. Mm. Do you know Zillakami? No. Uh, so they're, they're these dope kids from like the underground out here. And uh, he showed me Jay the Young. And, and I was a huge Boosie fan growing up, big. Like I used to be on the tour bus with Crit and all them blasting Boosie. And they'd be like, man, not, not shut that shit off because they all liked it too, but I would play every Boosie song. So when I heard Jay, they're kind of similar. And I was just like, oh, this is fire. I, I got it right away that's the thing like people get it fucked up because i see this a lot people hit me about this they'll say like oh cinematic used to be a hip-hop label and now it's doing like southern like no like like my mu the music that i like is literally it's it's like it's like genre list i just like good music and and it's definitely not um like it gotta be East Coast boom sure, bap sure. or West Coast this. Like I just like good music, you know. So the 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 most recent run that we've been on has been a lot of Southern stuff that I personally do find very lyrical. You know what I'm saying? In their own right, maybe like some of these kids that listen to other artists that I found that were more underground and or not as street can't relate to the lyrics that they're spitting right now. But sure. they're still really penning crazy shit. Kodak Black is dead nice. Mm. 
people might not some people might sleep on him or whatever but Kodak is nasty, you know what I mean? So is whoever else from the South that spits bars that don't get the proper credit for the for the lyrical side of stuff. How hard is it when you sign an, art, an artist that really lives that life? And, Super and, hard. And, and, get been, knocked, and get knocked and put in jail? You just got the double for me and Hovain because <laughs> cause, cause, cause I have lived that life for the past two years. It's very hard and it's, and it's hurtful too because you become friends with these people. You know, I, I love Young and Ace. Like, I love that kid. He's like a brother to me. You know what I mean? Like, so, and he's living life on the edge. You know, and that shit is scary and, and upset, upsetting because you see somebody with so much talent you know what I'm saying? And, sure. and, and, and and it could just be gone like this. I know it because I've lost a few friends over the past couple of years, like really close friends to me. So that was the first time I experienced how quick when it's got, when it's done, it's done. And I really have a lot of love for Jay the Youngin too. I, I love Jay as well. And Jay got to go turn himself in today. He's probably not going to do it today. It might be tomorrow, but he has to go turn himself in. And we're hoping for the best with him. But it sucks because these kids are making millions of dollars. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it's, you know, that's why I don't fuck with academics, right? Because he's a, he's a dick blower. Because the thing is, is like, he doesn't even report on Jay the Youngin. He, he's not on his radar. But as soon as Jay the Youngin and Baby Joe, who yeah. are both actually signed to me, um, have a problem with each other, then he wants to go post that shit on his Instagram. Which all that is doing is, is instigating two young black kids to go beef with each other, God forbid, kill each other. There's already enough problems with the police out here. Like, like, like Rolling Loud was literally like a fucking sure. a festival for them. They just, police, the hip hop police are just out waiting, posted. So it's like you got people also that are like adding fuel to the fire of this shit, which I really don't understand because I'm just so pro helping people in the community and trying to piece things up and, and, and doing good. They're like, it's like, I don't like those type of people. I don't even want them to post my artists. I'm all good. I'll break the artist by myself. Mm. I don't need academics or whoever that's just going to fucking breed negativity and all the hype he's like a little you know he's a fucking gossiper yeah hey listen i i, I don't know what to do man yeah you know i don't either i'm just yeah. i'm just i just seen the other day he posted no that that's corny well he doesn't it, know because he's a fucking dweeb saying, yeah he's a dweeb he doesn't even know baby joe and, and jay have had a convo already that mm -hmm. that shit is fucking weeks old like, why are you still bringing that up? You know, now you're re-bringing up something. And these kids have so many issues already with the law that it's like, oh, they need another thing? Why don't you fucking focus on something good? That's why the genre of hip-hop, too, and we speak, we, we spoke about this for years, but, you know, Barry, I say this all the time, Barry Manuel was touring, Kenny Rogers is touring, they're old as fuck, nobody's sitting there saying they're washed, they're irrelevant mm -hmm. anymore. Um, people are buying tickets, they want to hear them, they got a glass of wine, they got a fucking, <laughs> they got a pretzel, and they're listening they're not causing problems with each other you know it's um it's crazy because sometimes i feel like the the hip-hop is a young man's game now um and there's a certain time that it, they want people to come to anyway like, can we see hove with gray hair still splitting you know uh, i mean i i'm i'm open for it but can people say like, yo he washed he needs to stop like why like, why is Kenny Rogers? Like, yo, Kenny Rogers, I'm telling you, man, my mother went to go see Kenny Rogers. This dude's face is like right. seven times over plastic but, surgery. Look like you put him in the microwave. But Jay could never be washed because he's just so precise with the way he moves and he's so nasty with every bar he gives you. He's just too smart to even ever be washed. He won't put out that album that people will be like, oh, but, he's washed. But why, why, why doesn't Rakim have like a residency in Vegas? Mm, that yeah, Rock Kim, I think that's different though. Yeah, because Rock Kim, I think that like, might be a combination of 
Who's his handlers? Yeah, but there, but there but should think, be somebody think, having a presence in. To, to your question, um, I think it's a fear from some of the younger generation that some of the old guard, so to speak, um, in their minds, they're taking up space for them. But they haven't done the work that a Jay-Z has, right? Mm-hmm. So when Jay-Z dropped 444, you saw the, it was like 60% Jay's, the, like this is, this is the manual oh, yeah, for then the people were And then mad. you had the, yeah. the others that's like, ah, why don't he stop, man? Because they're intimidated by the success and the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The power in his in his music, like it's, it's yeah. Well, he's gotten to a whole nother level where, right. where when he's flossing, he's not talking to you about just jewelry and cars. He's talking about the yacht and the twenty million dollar piece of art he bought. It's just different. But but yeah. but we do in 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 our culture of hip hop of streetwear of 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 the the ages. Yes, but people right away will say like say like I'll give an example like you have elevated Hovain have elevated your career. Uh, uh, um you know, went on to manage a lot of people. Look, I'm proud of you. Thank but the point I'm trying to make is... And he's just getting started. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so say say in five years, you're not managing... He managed me as a producer. He did? Yeah. No, he does, him and Druha. Did he get you, uh, did he get you some... Uh, um... It's not about the placements with them, because I do the. I, I only work with who I want, but they handle the business, I want you right? in movies, they... on the next Mafia yeah, movie. You know, get a production from. You know? No, but the point I'm making is... is, is if you don't produ- if you don't manage anymore after ten years, why are we not saying, "Yo, when Hovain manager, we appreciate your contributions to the game." Who's gonna say there's no organization? There is no. We need a fucking there's union. No union. There's oh, you're no saying union. like 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 why yeah. are people saying Hovain, we respect your. No, meaning like for instance, going to Dante Ross, who who I think is is somebody that's done a lot for. I mean, yeah, yeah, the industry I mean, and music, yeah, legendary or Mike Dean or whoever. And yeah. people, what you're saying, they don't have a legacy. Well, they have a legacy, but what I mean is, people, if they're done, people, and say if Hovain wants to say something on, say he gets to argument Twitter, somebody will come out. Oh uh, yeah, you haven't, he hasn't managed yeah. anybody in five years. He's he, right. yo, what are you doing now? Well, you don't even well, do it. You are you, you're not relevant. But but what about this contribution? Some Somebody like Dante Ross's contributions yeah. should live on forever. That's a fact. Somebody like Hovain, That's a fact. even when he's just said and done, or whatever the fuck he's doing, his contributions should live on forever. Combat Jack, you, uh, rock him. The whole fucking puzzle of hip-hop. Agreed, but what we're saying a lot of different things. Because for me as an entrepreneur, like I'm only as good as my last success. I'm going to work till I'm 60 sure. or 65 years old and then be done. And at that point, hopefully I'm doing a lot of comedy shit and a lot of philanthropic work. Are you doing stand-up, you mean? No, not yet. Okay. I, I, I think I could, honestly. Voiceovers? Definitely voiceovers. Definitely, yeah. definitely could write shit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I am writing with, you know Ev Boogie who- Yeah, shout out to Ev Boogie, up north trips. Yeah, it's like my, that's that him and Diz are like my two, two best friends, you know? Listen, I want someone to also tell him him uh, that he's appreciated oh yeah no i agree you know because i feel like yeah. sometimes uh you know a lot of a lot of these bigger companies not to cut you off no, a lot of okay. these bigger things bit off up north sure. trips up, sure. up north trips was doing shit before fucking whoever came in i don't want to call it names and stole this little piece from him and this little piece from him you know ev just he, ev is a is a character he just never really wanted the next level of it he enjoys yeah. what he does and and that's cool sometimes i i admire people like that you know what i mean ev could have a job right now it's cinematic a high-paying job he doesn't want it he just wants to do what he does you know what i'm saying like ev is a, is a marketing genius in my opinion so yeah you know we work on some stuff together but yeah i agree i, I just think that like i and i really like admire like jay 
Puff, uh, uh, Lior, Rick Rubin, because they've been able to like, they're the legends that I grew up off. Steve, Steve Rifkin, you know, those type of people. Of course. And they've been able to continue to do stuff. Like Puff got a ton of shit going on still. He's not, he's not stopping anytime soon. Jay-Z just became the first billionaire in hip hop. He's not stopping anytime soon. I personally not disagree with what you're saying, but I, I think that you got to be as relevant as your last hit. But as far, I mean, as your last success, people can always go back and be like, yeah, Shipes found a cinematic, but in 10 years, if cinematic's irrelevant and I didn't finish my whole vision of it, it's not going to be the same legacy as Def Jam or Loud. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But then on the Rock Kim side of things, right? Because, you know, we're tight with Pete Rock, with Dizza and Pete Rock, with the of Don't course, Smoke Rock smoke, stuff. Smoke rock, yeah. That's different because that I think like, you know, it's hard because like the people in Vegas right now are probably twenty year old kids. Yeah, they, they want to hear yeah, yeah. Tyga's new record or this artist's new yeah. record. You know what I'm saying? And, a little baby. And yeah, and and if Rakim came in there and performed whatever record, they're gonna be like, huh? What the fuck is this? No, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. And then you know what? I'm glad you didn't smoke before you uh, came yeah, in. Yes, very. You got a very. You were able to. You got a very clear interview with me. No, no, no. no you know why? Go down because he was able to see. He's like, wait, we're saying a lot of different things yeah. here. Because I'm up. saying, I am saying one thing. I am saying, but it, it, it's it's something. At least you know, there's some clarity there. You know. Yeah. And, and there's some clarity that that we. Uh, you know, I hope to see the longevity, man. I hope to see, like, like you know, and what Hovain's saying, you know, this is the first time we're seeing an old rapper. It wasn't. It's not like yeah, we have a, a Bill point. Russell, um, you know, and and but there will be, there there, there will be. It's a new genre. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just like one thing I do like about cinematic is, is it looks like. Oh, you only like one thing. Well, there's a couple of things I got. I got. I I, I got to go down the line, but one thing, one thing I like is how I feel like there's. A, a good balance of older and younger. So even yeah. like meaning like somebody like a T-Pain or, and then yeah. you could, you know, J.D. Young, and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 100%. you go... Even, even in the staff, you know what I mean? Like there's the... Drew Ha. Drew Ha that can teach me stuff and teach the younger kids stuff and Chris Hirsch who, you know, is the head of marketing or Hope Bain that we got young managers that look up to us. And that, I love that. Like, you know, we don't have to touch on it in this particular interview, but like the the the... the the charitable work that I do is probably more important than the than mm. the work that I do. I love seeing young kids get inspired and like, like even if I can only spend a few hours with them a month because I, I, my schedule's crazy. But you know, I have a charity and I go talk to these kids. Like, that's what I'm about. Like, I want to see kids in their eyes think that they have the hope and the opportunity or the chance to make it, just like me or Hovain or you or you or any of us did because we followed our dreams. Some of these kids don't have a mom or dad to tell them to follow their dreams. Yo, keep pushing, keep pushing, you know, do your thing. So I think that the balance of old and young at the office, artists and also exec wise, is important because you, the young kids, like, you know, the young, my whole A&R team are young people. You know, but they get to talk to somebody like me who's been doing it for a minute. Sure. And then there's the marketing team. These kids are young. They look up to Chris or whatever. So I, I think that's a good balance. You know, you can't have all old or just all, all, all sure. young. What's next for Cinematic? Um, well, I want to be the number one record label in, in the world for as, as far as an independent. So that's like, that's the goal. Who is the number one as far as independent? Um, us. <laughs> we're close we're getting there I, I don't know honestly I don't I would, even know yeah. who I got to dethrone but yeah. I know that the day that it happens the guys are going to tell me like yo we're the number one in, in the in the world at this point oh, yeah, that's really the, the goal like you know the artist I could tell you oh the goal is to get this the, the goal is always to get 
the artist to superstar level. So right now we're, we have a bunch of artists that we feel are potential flagship artists and we got to now take the next steps to develop them carefully over the next 18 months like we did in the past with Joey or Nip or Crit or Mick Jenkins or Dizza, you know, whoever. So it's been amazing to see Joey's uh, career, man. I mean, from when he just uh, came up. I remember Buckshot. I heard through a... Uh, uh, yeah, Drew Hot tried to sign him. Yeah, bef- yeah. Not before me. Like, I had already gotten to Joey, but that's how me and Drew met was through Joey. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing to see his, you know, how how he's been able to develop himself into a, an artist like that, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I wish him the best of luck. You know, he... Um, he moved on? I, yeah, him and I parted ways like almost two years ago, and now he's at Columbia. So, yeah. but I mean, the next, he's a great lyricist, you know what I mean? So I imagine that the the next album from him is going to be insane. The Beast Coast album was fire. Yeah. You know? Now, I, now, 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 well, shouts to Joey and blessings to, uh, you know, Pro Era and, and, and everything they're doing. You know, how many pets do you fucking have? Five. Because before we end this, I almost we, had a six. Before we end this, we got to. Yeah. I fucking, have five now, but I almost had a six yesterday, but I didn't like him when I brought him home. I gave him right back. What, did you fucking return them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't fucking with him. I did not like this little dog. On Instagram, Johnny Shipes, right? J O N N Y Shipes. Is that how you spell your name? Johnny? Johnny, yeah, with no H. Okay. I'm a Jew. <laughs> Jonathan Johanneton. He's a good Jew. There's a voiceover for you right now. You know, this character is called Howard Rosenskunt. You could talk to me about all the dirty shit that we do in the music industry. I'll tell you everything. I need another one. Another one. Who else is there? Is there a Italian guy there? Yeah, I had this fucking dog named Sharky for a little bit. He was actually Jay the Youngin's fucking dog. This dog was fucking beautiful. He, his fucking baby blue eyes made me want to kiss him on his fucking mouth. Pause. Sharky got given away, unfortunately, and uh, that's a whole different story. But that dog was fucking gorgeous. Well, what's next? Uh, it's a Russian. Yeah. I don't have a Russian character yet, but it I'll probably... give you a Russian character. What about somebody like this? More like Game of Thrones. His name's Fat Henry. You know, that's my orange cat. Oh, hey, Pete, I saw you had Johnny on today. What could you and that idiot have been speaking about? And then I got four-wheeler, who's my street cat. <laughs> Man, fuck Johnny Shipes. You need to be interviewing Hovain. That's the real motherfucking genius behind this shit. So, yeah, I do. You know, I got a few of them. Yeah, it might be the, uh, the first show. <laughs> Word. No, we. I have the show. I have, so, so I have a, a show called Good Talk coming out pretty soon. On cinematic? Yeah. Okay. And really, I want to talk to you more, you know, off the air, obviously. Yeah. I really want to, want you to help me build this thing, man. Like, uh, it's going to get built. I just need to find the right people. Just like I said, oh, cinematic's going to get built and people thought I was crazy. Cinematic TV will compete with Vice and Complex just yeah. in my own we right. We need food stuff. We need, we need comedy stuff. Yeah, Co- comedy. Yeah. I don't want to give away any of my game plan. To okay, okay. Nobody here, needs but, to but, fucking but, hear but, this. But, but I have... No, no, we can't. You can keep it, but but I have a concept for comedy that like we got to talk about. Yeah, because that's where I want to go next. Everybody's focused on other things, sports agencies and marketing agencies and all that shit. I'm focused on music, and I want to step right here, and I want to create the next in living color meets Mad TV. I love it. Fire Marshal Bill. All that. You know, an artist is uh, listening to this, and he's he's you know he's torn. You know, uh, you know, wants to, you know, has feels like he's nice, yeah, but hasn't got signed yet. Yeah. Um, you know, wh- what's some advice you have for some of the artists that are nice but haven't been able to really get a deal with with, with independent or anybody? You gotta, you gotta create the buzz yourself. 
if somebody like me doesn't find you, not just me, someone like me, meaning like somebody that's going to take a chance from an artist from scratch that got nothing going on, but just great talent, then you got to make us care. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people that just hit me on wherever DM or however sure, you can sure. get to people on social media now. And they're like, oh, yo, check my shit out. You go, you go check it out. There's nothing going on. It's like, you, you got to go put in work and, and make it. You know, Jay the Youngin was buzzing before I signed him in Bogalusa and, and, and around there in, in Louisiana. Young and Ace, same thing. He had a song with a million views on it. He was only on the hook, but I knew he was a star. You know, like, you got to be doing something. You got to be something got to be popping out that's what i would tell an artist when they get signed now they get a, a cinematic chain nah nah come on yeah, you know we were doing that for a minute Give and, a then, and then and then it just you know I, I i prefer for the artists to be branded themselves and then you know as time uh goes along and shit you know i get them a cinematic chain i just think it looks cheesy to, to like yo here's your here's a chain you know what i mean go run around with my label on your neck like that shit is like yeah. i'd rather get them their own chain that they they want you know what i'm saying I, i'm not big into like like forcing cinematic down people's throats pause like i don't care about that the legacy will be spoken for by itself like if you look back in 30 years and, and i built something as special as def jam or something it'll be remembered maybe from our jackets or maybe from how much people like me or hovain or this interview i, I don't i don't i don't want to use like the artist to brand my sure, shit. sure i know what you mean you know you know as we wind this down you know you you sometimes don't take the time and and we spoke about this to really understand how far you've come you know from a little kid you know, separated parents, yeah. just listen to some fucking music to, you know, turn it into almost 40 uh, staff of 40 fucking people that has uh, some elite and some great artists um, and does some great things on the label. You know, have you ever thought about like just, and I know this may sound crazy, but yeah. you know, but have you ever thought of like quitting? Yeah, of course. Like almost damn near every day. This guy talks me out of it. I don't, you know, it's a deep question you to be honest with you i don't know how deep i want to go into it but but you know after uh todd and nip passed it just made me reflect a lot about life and what i haven't done yet versus what i have and you know uh yes yeah, it's, it's a rough one it's a hard one for me because i i i, I love making music i don't love the music industry and the 12 year old me probably wouldn't have gone down this path if I knew all the shit that came with it. I'm built for it. I can handle all of it. And I have been, and I'm going to keep powering through it. But at this point, I, I can't turn back. You know, I'm not going to just stop and go open my chicken spot or whatever other sure. ideas I have. But it's a good question. And, and honestly, yeah, there's many days where I'll, I'll hear Hovain up and be like, yo, bro, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, part of what got me here was continuing to push. Sure. And then I think, like, you know, same with him and, and others. So it's like... You know, you'll see other people get a fader cover or whatever. Like, Joey Badass never got a fucking fader cover. Mm. What the fuck is the fader doing? Who's that, Rob Stone over there? Uh, whoever's over there now. I don't know, but fucking... But, but the thing is, is like, yo, this is your hometown. You're from New York. Your offices are in New York City. And this is old. I'm, this is a gripe that's old. I'm just giving you an yeah, example okay. of how frustrating it can be. Joey Badass didn't get a cover of the fader, but you want to give blah, 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 blah the cover of the fader? And those blah, blah, blahs are artists that have come and gone. They're not legends. Like, some of them were legends, and then some of them were like, yo, this was the flavor of the month, but you didn't give this future legend or Big Crit or fucking Nipsey. You know, so like, yeah, that's frustrating to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, those type of things 
aren't why I got in the music industry, but it's hurtful when you sure. work so hard and then you know your artists that you're working with is so good and they didn't get certain things. But and I'm not coming at the fader. I'm just using them as an example, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. And and then also when like real life shit hits you, you just you gotta you got to man up and just be like, yo, keep pushing. Now, that was your real-life cousin, Cousin Tom? Yeah, that was my little brother. And, and what did he uh, also uh, do for the label? Did he work anything? Everything. Yeah. From the beginning, you know, His too. voice, first yeah. of all, reminds me of... I can still do Cousin Tom's voice. He's still with us today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, your feet. I love you, dude. Blowing smoke. Let me explain something to you. Blowing smoke all over the place. I mean this. I didn't know him like that. But I will say this. When you think about ever quitting, and that's your angel. And he would never want you to quit. You know, you think about that. You know, it's... It, I know that. Yeah. I really do, too. Because like, if you, you know, quit, it, like, ah, you fucking dummy, what are you doing? You know, like, no. you should be there smoking fucking weed and yeah. signing people. No, it's a fact. Some other crazy shit happened to me, too, recently. That Like, I know I know my guys are still with me, the guys that, that are, that, like, a Todd or a Nip, because just shit like that. I do hear Todd a lot t talking to me, or I'll be at the office late by myself, and, like, some lights will flicker, or, and I just know it's him, or there's a cat at the office that... Always, always just goes to where Todd's um, mural is, you know what I mean? Like at night when I'm there. So I, I know, like, you know, cats have a, a, those type of senses. I feel like Todd's there. And then crazy shit, I just moved to a neighborhood where the neighbors are huge Dipsy Hustle fans. Every Friday night, you you seen her, I called you and told you. Busy dropped me off last Friday and they're blasting Nip on the porch. And I just like, awesome. I just like walked in my crib and I was like, yo, like, um, you know, this type of stuff, just like, in some strange way, he's still there, just like, you know, it's fucked up, but yeah, that's like kind of... I know you said you never had a mentor, right? But has anyone ever reached out that you were surprised by? And then like, you know... Like, yeah, always. People people hit me when they want something from me. And then it's like, <laughs> I it's didn't like, mean that, oh, but I'm shit. sure there's a lot of that. Yeah, and then it's like, oh shit, that's that's kind of ill. But no, nah, no one, no one, no one, no. No one has. But I want to be a good mentor to a bunch of people. I sure. feel like I'm a good mentor to the cinematic Break staff the right now. Yeah. I want to see everybody win. I don't definitely, have any. Definitely told me a lot. Yeah. How to delegate, trusting people. And I, I worked alone. Like, yeah. he showed me how to work with people, how to utilize the staff, you know, shit like that. There's certain things that he told me that's so simple, but so deep and complex. You're like, wow. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit I just honestly just learned by trial and error. I had so many errors in my life that now, and I say this humbly, but like I have had so many fuck ups and so many missteps. And as long as you're smart enough not to take those missteps again, like you could be really great. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's where I'm at now. Like almost like on like a, uh, I don't know the word for it, but like, like, like I can't do much wrong because it's like, I've been down here before. Oh word, this is going on with this True. staff member or artist or blah, blah, blah. Let me conduct myself in this manner and fix this. So like, I, I feel good as far as like, you know, they say if you do something for 10,000 hours, you become a yeah, genius. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, we're talking about like a million hours probably. Oh, this is all I do. Yeah. Fucking Johnny Shipes, man. You. Cinematic. You. Appreciate you having um, me out. Listen, uh, Man, fucking, it's crazy when you really think about uh, the journey. Have, you, do you celebrate your wins, though? 
Do you sober him? You go no, out, like you I fucking should. eat steak, I lobster. Tell him, too. I tell him, too. it's hard yeah. to see the forest from the trees, though. Yeah. No, nah, I know, but I will. Tornado, you don't really see. I know, but there's a lot of people, too, I know that say over the, like, oh, well, when we get where we're going to go, yeah, no, we may so never get there. I used to there. say that. No, that's a fact. I, I used to say that, and also, I used to not, um, oh, yeah, we only did this or that, but it's not about that. It's not about uh, QC selling more records than me or TDE, which props to them, you know, they have. But if I compare myself to them, I'm always going to be miserable because there's always differences in everybody. You know what I'm saying? They might look at me and be like, oh, I wish I had what blah, blah, blah had. So you just got to be happy and content with what you have. And, and I am learning that. It's hard because I am a very competitive person. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'll get, I think, I think I'm getting better at appreciating what I have been able sure. to do. Well, listen, blessings and congrats. Thank Internets, you, pay attention to cinematic. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Hovain. Shouts to A. King. Um, cinematic on, on Instagram, cinematic, uh, uh, music group, cinematic music group mm -hmm. and Johnny Shipes, J O N N Y Shipes. S-H-I-P-E-S. -E Hovain yep. is straight up. H-O-V-A-I-N. Yeah. What, what does Hovain mean, man? Man who will be king. Okay. okay. Feel me. Okay, you got a lot to live up to. Mm. I love Hovain. I just don't love that he's wearing a Boston Red Sox me hat Me either, right man. Now. I cannot what fuck with fuck, that man? hat. I've never even seen you in that hat. Yeah, man. They send me stuff sometimes. I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, I'm still... I'm Boston's still unacceptable. No disrespect to Boston. <laughs> but as a Mets fan, <laughs> hey, as could a, be the next, and a secondary Yankees fan, I'm not fucking with There could be the next artist coming out of Boston. Word. Who knows? Internets. Uh, he's under the radar, so I appreciate you coming to sit down with no no, One no. and only Johnny Shipes. I appreciate it, bro. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working. Okay, and if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay, you know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show on Twitter or Instagram, or for the last time I'll tell you, well, I'm not going to, it's not the last time, email me, the Premium Pete Show at gmail.com, and let's get to working. Cheers. <laughs>